2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Feels like the calm before the storm. Patriots found their coach earlier this morning, but it feels like we're waiting for something else to happen. Final hour of the program. We've had so much news this week. The last 48 hours just feels like... Got to be one more bombshell waiting to go off. Alabama still looking for their successor to Nick Saban. Steve Sarkeesian used the opportunity as leverage to get a contract extension working on that at uh, the University of Texas. But you're not sure what's happening with Kalen DeBoer at Washington, meeting with his athletic director this morning reportedly, and is he on the short list at Alabama? Does Alabama hire from within? Tommy Reese, their offensive coordinator. What about the Florida State head coach, Mike Norvell? And and, uh, maybe Lane Kiffin, throw him in there. Mike Vrabel doesn't even get an interview with the Patriots. Uh, It feels like if you're looking at somebody younger who has established themselves, former player, and had success as a head coach, Vrabel makes a lot of sense for a lot of these teams. Because if I'm turning the franchise over to Bill Belichick, like that's a bigger deal. Pete Carroll at his age going to the Chargers, let's say, or maybe would he go to Carolina with a startup there? Um, you, know, you, st- you know, it's been quiet on the Michigan front with Jim Harbaugh. There's nothing going on there. And it's felt like it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to go to the NFL. But the Bears didn't reach out to Jim Harbaugh. And this came out yesterday or the day before. All the Chicago Bears fans were up in arms. What? Why wouldn't you reach out to Jim Harbaugh? Okay. If you do, then you're saying to your head coach, Matt Eberflus, who you are bringing back, hey, we want you as our head coach. We just wanted to see if Jim Harbaugh wanted to be our coach instead. You can't do that. If you've made the decision on Matt Eberflus, then you're not reaching out to another coaching candidate. It just I I mean you have to have some politics here of let's be fair to this guy. Now, would you would I have kept him? If I'm moving on, I've I've fired my offensive coordinator, my quarterback's coach, and I'm probably going to bring in another quarterback, then I would probably move on and I would start fresh. And then Maybe you reach out to Jim Harbaugh and say, "Do you want to come in?" And we're going to give you. Now they have a GM, but you're going to say to Jim, "You know, you can bring in a rookie quarterback here, where you can have Caleb Williams. He might take JJ McCarthy." You know, I keep seeing JJ McCarthy first-round pick. I don't get it. I, 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 because whenever I watched Michigan, it was about power football. It wasn't about their quarterback. I don't know how many times they relied on him to win a game uh, as much as he just complimented what went on then in, in that running game. All these other quarterbacks, it feels like their teams relied on them to win games. But J.J. McCarthy, I even saw a mock draft where he was going to go to, okay, you guys want to guess the team that uh, was going to take this a mock draft here, J.J. McCarthy, the Michigan quarterback. Todd, I'll start with you. The Denver Broncos? That would be right. The Denver Broncos. Set me up. <laughs> would you be in favor of JJ McCarthy coming in, taking over for Russell Wilson Jr. the third?
4: I love Russ, but why not give it a shot? We've got to do something. We've got to get double digit wins.
3: We've got to get in the playoffs. That didn't take long. Yeah. Now you just have to have somebody who will take on Russ's contract. That's here. a whole other story. <laughs> you know, the Falcons opening uh, it, it feels like, you know, Belichick in Atlanta, which still feels strange. Is Bill Belichick as desirable as we're being led to believe that you're going to hire Bill Belichick and everything's going to be great? I'm not so sure. I, I'm, I'm more sure about Vrabel than I am Belichick. I'm more sure about Harbaugh than I am Belichick. I might be more sure about Pete Carroll if he was with the Chargers than I would be Bill Belichick. And it's weird to say that, the greatest coach of all time. I just, is he set in his ways? And can you establish that Patriot way in another organization? And how quickly? Yeah, Seton. But is Bill
5: Belichick more valuable to a team that is this close to winning, like already a playoff caliber team that just needs a little push over the edge? Mm -hmm. Or is he more valuable to a team trying to rebuild from the ground up, establish a new culture, uh, that kind of thing? Because you can see both.
3: Well, how long does he want to coach? Mm. Because the Panthers, that's probably a a three-year rebuild. But if you're the Panthers, what's the downside? Because I don't know if that's a job that a lot of people are going to want. Atlanta, I've, I've felt like Atlanta was a sleeping giant here the last two years. And I was right. They've been sleeping. They didn't wake up. But when they do, they're going to go 8-9 and nine again and have the eighth pick overall in the draft, which they've had the last three years. I could see Belichick with the Chargers, and then that's something that puts you... You know, maybe over, over the hump, maybe, because they're lacking, they're lacking something there, and you know, can Bill give you that stability there? I think Pete Carroll could do that too. So I don't, I don't know if I, I look at Belichick as oh, you get him, everything is settled. Now Belichick with Buffalo, Belichick with the Cowboys, even though there's no coaching vacancy. That intrigues me more than if he went to Washington or Atlanta or Carolina. Because the Raiders, I can't see that happening. So, I it, I mean, we've never been in a situation like this before. What about Vrabel to the Raiders? I mean, he didn't even get interviewed with New England because, you know, Gerard Mayo had it in his contract that he was going to succeed Bill Belichick. But they thought it was going to be next year. They just sped up the time frame.
2: Yes, Marvin. If the uh, if Rabel goes to the Raiders and they're not significantly significantly better, that's going to tear the locker room up because they're going to say you could have got AP. We could have kept uh, Antonio Pierce.
3: Yeah. I hope that they they give him a chance. You know, I I don't know what the downside is that Antonio uh, Antonio Pierce. You know, they got to find a quarterback. I don't know if. Aiden O'Connell is your quarterback. But, you know, all of these jobs are open, for the most part, because you don't have a quarterback. Chargers do have one. The question is, who are they going to... Harbaugh, I think, would be great. Back on the West Coast, I think he'd be great. But I don't know if he's going to leave. I don't know if he wants to leave. Um, He certainly has the leverage. Yes, Paul?
6: We were discussing with Ross the most attractive job. Washington has the number two pick... New ownership. They're probably building a new stadium, a fan base that's desperate for a high end coach. I mean, as desperate as anybody in the league. I mean, that's a great fan base. They've been, they want to be, they, they give anything to be relevant. You know, Ron Rivera righted the ship a little bit and got them to like, you know, some nice seasons.
3: Well, you can be relevant, but I want to be good. Well, I guess what I'm saying though is Belichick makes you relevant, but does he make us that much better? That, and plus, if you give him another rookie quarterback.
6: I was actually thinking Vrabel for Washington. If I, and Vrabel, would, I think, would love it there because great fan base. you got huge salary cap. Everything's on a plate for you. You could design your own franchise. Mm. You're going to be there a long time. You get a new stadium.
3: Super wild card weekend begins Saturday on NBC and Peacock. It's the Browns and the Texans only on Peacock. The Dolphins battling the Chiefs. That's our streaming partner. If you're watching this morning, thank you for downloading the app. And then Sunday night, Rams face off against the Lions on NBC and Peacock. It's a super wild card weekend presented by Verizon. We'll talk to Big Mike Golick uh, coming up. It is a meat Friday. Italian beef sandwiches. We also have waffle fries. And we have roasted broccoli with Parmesan. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. No, nobody. Nobody. So it feels like this last hour of the show, we're waiting for something to happen just because we've been conditioned this week that, oh my God, that happened. Oh my God, that happened. Wait, that happened. I mean, there's so many things that happened this like tiger and Nike, they, they separated. That was what? 27 years. Tiger made over a half a billion dollars with (laughs) Nike and he's, not going to be with Nike any longer. Now, Nike's not in the golf business, but still, they're in the apparel business. And But Tiger's not out there playing as much. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to guess Tiger has another company that maybe he owns or part owner of that he would be partnering with. But you had that. You had Nick Saban at Alabama, Bill Belichick, and then you had Pete Carroll, and then you had Mike Vrabel. This was an easy week for us. We had a lot of things to talk about. Maybe we get something else here in the final 50 minutes of the show. All right, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, poll question for the final hour is going to be what, Seaton? Why don't I get you some updates here all first, all righty. There, Daniel? By the way, I have the uh, point spreads. Browns by two over the Texans. Dolphins getting four and a half against the Chiefs. Steelers now nine and a half point favorites. Uh, underdogs against the Bills. Packers getting seven against the Cowboys. That was seven and a half. Rams still getting three against the Lions, and the Eagles giving three against the Buccaneers.
5: We have the uh, the head coach most likely to be fired if they lose this weekend. your options are Sean McDermott, Nick Sirianni, or Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Right now, running away with the vote at about fifty seven percent is Coach Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah I figured that's just uh, that might be a
3: product of the organization though itself, right? <sighs> Well, I, I factor in Jerry's age. They're, they have the talent to win a Super Bowl. And it, it's just you can't keep repeating the same thing over and over of, hey, great regular season. At the end of the year, you can't go, hey, still great regular season. Getting at least 12 wins every year, that's great. But you got to win. you got to win something. you got to at least get to an NFC title game. Yeah, Paul. One
6: of the things I love about the co- Cowboys never winning the Super Bowl, it makes Jimmy Johnson's career look better every year. Mm. He always gets honored for something. He gets in a Hall of Fame or he gets a ring of honor. Every
3: year they don't make it. It makes him look better. Tony in Florida. Hi, Tony. What's on your mind?
7: Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, Tony in Florida. And uh, I guess you could call me a designated uh, guy because uh, I'm one in ten –
1: and uh, I'm thinking about taking the Rams on a teaser, plus
7: nine. That's what I'm getting them at. Okay. And uh, I just wanted
3: to call in about this Mayo Craft thing. I mean, that's unbelievable, the irony of it. I mean, I can see Bob and Jared out there, arms around each other. Hi, I'm Bob. I'm Craft. And I'm Mayo. They can run the spread off it. A tight end can come along every now and then and help the old guys like me get the top off the jar. You know, we have trouble with that sometimes. All right. But well, thank you, Tony. Thank you. Um, Dylan, I think, is – is can we get Dylan to come in? He's got a, a seven-leg parlay here. Well, I mean, technically it's seven legs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Seaton. we for- go with the octopi. So <laughs> that's an eight leg parlay. All right. The octopi, all right. quad box. So that's uh, Seaton's impression of Dylan. And here is Dylan, our graphics yeah. guy, part of the gambling ah. podcast. Yes, Dylan. Hi, Dan. Hey, boys. Dan. It's been a while. Uh, seven, seven leg parlay. Six. Oh, every, six legs. Yeah,
7: it's actually we're at the point now where the board is small enough where you can look at it and be like, I'm going to confidently bet every game and parlay them all together too. Okay. So, to start, I got the Texans plus two against the Browns. Dolphins plus four and a half at the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Bills minus nine and a half against the Stillers. Uh, Packers plus seven against the Cowboys. Lions minus three against the Rams. And the Eagles minus three against the Bucks.
3: Do you have any money line bets? No, all spread. Oh, so the gambling podcast? You took all. You didn't take anybody straight up. Um, no, I did, but not for this. Oh, particular. I know. Yeah, we, um, no. I
7: took the uh, Texans money line and Packers money line.
3: Okay. And by the way, you're leading the uh, Dan Patrick takes a gamble podcast with uh, Bad Larry and Shea and Irving. It's
7: stiff competition. Yeah, I
3: know. Uh, bad Larry has been bad.
7: Yeah, I think he lost seventeen units the last two weeks.
3: Okay. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Patrick. New customers can bet five bucks to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only DraftKings Sportsbook promo code Patrick. The crown is yours. Do we have Shea and Irving from yesterday's gambling podcast, Marvin? Did we uh, clip something?
2: Efforting. Okay.
3: Yeah, because uh, you know it's it's a it's a we never know what's happening on that podcast, especially with Shea and Irving, who uh, I think talked about rehab a couple of times yesterday. He did, yeah. In his marriage, and always his marriage rehab. And <laughs> Both of those are a gambling situation: marriage and rehab. Uh, and I made the mistake. I said, "Hey Shay, uh, you want to join us in Vegas for the Super Bowl?" And I don't know what he expects from me. I just I said, "You can come out if you want, but I'm not flying you out there and putting you up in a hotel." And then Bad Larry goes, "I'm all in. I want to go." And I told. Picture Day Ray who produces the podcast, you gotta tell Bad Larry he's gotta fly himself out there and put himself up. I'm just inviting you to Vegas.
7: Well, we found some nice places very far off the strip where they could stay. Okay.
3: Well, Shay did talk about the last time he stayed at a certain hotel off the strip that uh there was like a knife fight
2: or something. The, the Cortez. Chalk. <laughs> yes. Chalk
3: outlines, police tape. Yeah. And with Shay, you're never quite sure if he's telling you the truth until you realize he's telling you the truth. At, uh, the gambling podcast available at danpatrick.com. We'll be at the Fountain Blue, and tickets are going fast here. I don't know how many days we have uh, left available. We'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at the Fountain Blue, and we're inviting you to join us. But you have to have a ticket. Go to danpatrick.com. All right, we'll take a break. Big Mike Golick will join us coming up next year, Dan Patrick Show.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Hey, we're Covino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show. We never get to everything. uncensored, by the way, so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time. There you go.
3: Overpromising.
1: Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
0: podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Fewer calories, fewer carbs, than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe
1: that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: NFL has reiterated this morning that they are not moving the game to Cleveland, the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are monitoring the situation. Do we have an update on the weather, like how bad it's going to be? We know Kansas City is going to be extremely cold But Buffalo, it felt like there's snow and wind. Is that enough to move this game, Paulie?
6: I have Saturday night in Kansas City. The high uh, and during the day is 7. The low at night is minus 9. Minus 9. Game time, they said it should be below zero and breezy. Not still.
3: What about Buffalo?
6: Buffalo, I have predicted for the area, but it depends on what area, 7 inches of snow.
3: Yeah, but that's not enough to move
6: it to Cleveland. I don't think people in Buffalo think that's a huge snowstorm.
3: I don't think they do either. Plus, then I'm going to have this mass exodus with the Buffalo fans who then want to drive to Cleveland. I would think that their safety would be paramount here. That How about we keep everybody in Buffalo? Right? I know it's going to be windy. They're going to have winds of, what, 30 miles an hour there Correct. in Buffalo? Correct. Okay, but that's not reason to move a game. It's called a home field advantage. Mike Golick, co-host of Gojo and Golick. He's not soft. You can find that on DraftKings Network. Also, Big Mike will be on the call Sunday's wild card game. Westwood 1, Packers-Cowboys kick off at 4.30 Eastern. What do you make of the weather conditions here and uh, what role they play in the outcome of either of these games, Kansas City or Buffalo, Mike?
4: Yeah, They're not moving the game. I mean, it's... The thought process of just what you said, Dan, having everybody, oh, yeah, it's a horrible snowstorm. Now get in your car and drive to <laughs> Cleveland. I mean, it makes zero sense at all. Uh The high that day, the high that, uh, on tomorrow in Buffalo is 44, and then the high on Sunday, with the day the game is played, is 28. Wind will have an effect, certainly the snow. We'll, we'll wait and see. You know, as far as Kansas City and Miami, um, it's going to be cold. The coldest game I ever played in was windchill ten below when I was playing for the Eagles. We played in the Meadowlands. And Dan, you can't prepare for it. You you can't you can't practice in it. You can't simulate what it's going to be like. You just have to go once you get there before the game. When you're going out there, it's now a question of. Of is there snow on the ground? Or is there not? Is the ground just hard? What kind of cleats am I wearing? Sometimes in bad weather like this, you wear tennis shoes in all honesty. If there, if there's not like snow on the ground because your cleats won't, won't dig into the ground. So you'll go out and you'll check that out. Everybody has to be careful with their steps. Offense knows where they're going. So you can turn a short play into a long play because the defense slips. It also. I loved bad weather because I was an average athlete and it brought everybody down to my level. <laughs> Miami is a Ferrari and a Ferrari doesn't, you know, run well in snow and cold weather. So the one thing I'll say though, Dan, outside of players being used to warm weather and going to cold weather, the running attack for Buffalo with Mostert being back and A-Chan I'm telling you, that could prove very beneficial for Miami. Success on the run, short play-action passes to Waddler, Tyreek Hill, so that's what I would expect there. And the other side, running the ball as well with Pacheco. Running games are going to become real important, tight ends real important, and obviously, Casey, a big edge there with uh, with Travis.
3: What is it like to go on the field and then in a cold-weather game, and then you see that the offensive linemen don't have sleeves on?
4: So one of the more stupid things I did in my nine-year career is I never wore long sleeves. And even in that game, you know, we thought this macho thing, which is so ridiculous, Dan, to sit there and think that a guy in professional football is going to look at another guy and say he's not wearing sleeves, oh, God, I don't want to play against him is just a ridiculous thought. Yet, we all did it as a D-line, I remember, in that game in the Meadowlands. And then we went in the locker room and came back out, and a few of the guys put sleeves on. They are like, screw this, I'm not doing it. I left them off, which was just ridiculously dumb. TV timeouts are the worst, because you're standing there on the field, kind of ready to go. The worst thing that happened to be there, this was back in the 80s, so they had like those... Engine, like jet engine heaters on the sideline that blew out the flames. I didn't wear gloves then. So I, I put my mouthpiece occasionally. I wore a mouthpiece. This game I did and I kind of hooked it on my finger. And I remember not thinking my hands were freezing. I put them in front of the flame and my <laughs> mouthpiece, my mouthpiece <laughs> melted around my finger. So, I mean, it, it was brutal. And back then, you know, that astroturf is horrific. You know, no matter where you're playing this again was at the Meadowlands. I mean, it hurts like hell when you land, so like I said, you can't prepare. You just have to go, and and, unless you're heating your helmet on the sideline, don't ever take your helmet off because it's like a brick putting it back on.
3: Let's look at these games. The uh, coaching, not vacancy, but coaching situation where a loss this weekend would open up a coaching vacancy with these teams.
4: It's stunning, but I mean, we talk about this all the time with the Cowboys, don't we? And yeah. you even heard Jerry Jones say it last Monday after they clinched the two slot is he was asked about McCarthy future and he said, we'll take it game by game in the postseason. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just stunning, but there's no other coach, I think, that's going to be on any kind of a hot seat, uh, going on to in these, into these playoffs save for, I know they talked about Sirianni, I don't buy that one bit. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's Dallas, and I, I I and again, I don't know why, but if for some reason they lose this game, and I'm looking forward to calling it, it that might be the end for Mike, which we, we've been talking about this every year, right? Because they've been talking about it every year. How are they going to replace Mike, or when are they going to replace Mike McCarthy?
3: We also talk about these teams like the Texans and um, Green Bay, Oh, they have nothing. I mean, you know, nothing to lose here. But you do have something to lose. You have a playoff game. The Texans are at home. I know they're underdogs. And Jordan Love was second in the NFL in touchdown passes. He expects to play. I don't. I don't buy into that. And and you've played in these games that where hey, we have nothing to worry about or nothing to lose. I'm thinking, but you still do.
4: Don't. I don't buy. I, I I agree. I don't buy into that at all. You know, you hear that term sometimes. You're playing with house money. No, you're not. You're in the playoffs. We've seen nine and seven teams get into the wild card and win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's all about getting to the dance and you have a chance. So I completely agree with you. Jordan Love in the last eight games is 18 touchdowns, one interception. Their offense is playing well. They got the, you know, the running back situation getting somewhat squared away with injury. They have the youngest basically set of wide receivers, but they're producing incredibly well. Their defense against, you know, the run. We'll see a little bit about that. It's been a little spotty if Pollard can take advantage of that, but I'm with you. And then CJ and what they've done. You know, first-year head coach, first-year quarterback, first-year play, caller, and Slowick, even on defense, first-year player and Anderson, seven sacks. But, but their expectation, why the hell would they say, oh, God, we're happy to be here? Yeah. That's ridiculous because you don't know when you're getting back. Ask Dan Marino that one. You don't know when you're getting back, especially all the way to the Super Bowl like he went through. So, yeah, those guys do not feel that we're playing with house money situation now.
3: We're talking to Mike Golick. Uh, He is the co-host of Gojo and Golick on DraftKings Network, and he'll be on the call the uh, Sunday wildcard game between the Packers-Cowboys on Westwood 1. What do you make of uh, the Bill Belichick Patriots parting and Gerard Mayo being promoted from within?
4: Well, you know, good for Gerard Mayo and his agent had that written into his deal, right, that he was the next head coach. Yeah, listen, Dan, we've both been doing this long enough. We all know what mutual means, right? (laughs) I mean, Bill wanted to still coach, and Pete Carroll wanted to coach in Seattle. But they were making moves, and I'm glad they ended it the way they did both ways, especially we're talking about New England now, Uh, because sometimes you see horrible endings where someone's been there a long time and it's a bad ending and they never go back for a while. I'm glad they ended this one amicably. Um, There's no doubt Bill would have loved to have stayed there. Bill will be coaching somewhere else now. And Gerard Mayo, listen, it's a linebacker world now, right? D'Amico Ryan's at Houston. You got Antonio Pierce maybe getting the gig to stay uh with the Raiders. But this guy was a film junkie when he played, stayed, got there first, was there last, watched a ton of film in the offseason. Remember on his draft day, remember he was taking number 10 overall. He was raking leaves at his folks' place. He wasn't in New York. You know, I mean, this is just kind of a real blue-collar guy that will kind of carry on the Belichick way. I don't say the Patriot way, it's the Belichick way kind of carry it on but kind of hopefully modernize it as well. so uh, and they'll hit the ground run and they'll hire from within, I'm sure from a GM situation. So they're th- from from that transition they won't skip a beat but then they're going to have to do what most bad teams have to do. They got to find a quarterback.
3: I'm wondering if playing for Bill Belichick is something free agents would want to do. felt like they wanted to play for New England when Tom Brady was there because yeah. that guy was going to have them in the playoffs and maybe a Super Bowl, is if Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta, are free agents all of a sudden going to go, I want to go play for Bill Belichick?
4: Dan, I don't think so. No. I mean, you saw what happened when Tom Brady went to Tampa. Free agents went to Tampa, right? Uh, as, as much as Bill is the GOAT, and Bill needs 15 more wins to pass Shula, and Tom is the GOAT, I have always said this, players have end up with more responsibility because they're the ones that have to execute the plays on the field. But what Bill has done has been fantastic. But we have also heard players say, you know what, I went there to win a title. Not fun, not a vacation spot. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Not everything is fun in life. Um. But you had a great chance to get a ring. And that was the goal as a professional football player in the team aspect. So you had the chance there because of the team. Now he's going somewhere. If he does go to Atlanta, that's looking for a quarterback that's starting over a little bit. No, you're not going to get because you know, he didn't, they didn't pay real well while, you know, to players in New England. They weren't, they weren't uh, about that. So I, I do think it will not be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go play for Bill because I'll, I have a great chance to win a title. It may take a bit.
3: I was more surprised that Seattle and Pete Carroll moved on than I was yeah. New England and Belichick. Yep. And then even Vrabel, that was a little more surprising. That felt like it got personal between the owner and the coach, and maybe he was becoming a little too high maintenance. I'm, I'm trying to figure these – because Pete Carroll still wants to coach. Yes. And, and obviously Vrabel does. Which one was more surprising for you?
4: Vrabel. Uh, Vrabel. They were both surprising to me, but uh... – yeah, I hadn't really thought. I know there were whispers of the Vrabel situation because the last couple of years had been under 500 or, or and had been more struggles than what he had had, but I never heard anything about Pete Carroll. Uh, the Vrabel thing, again, I agree with you. I think high maintenance and or wanted to have too much voice. The, the statement by, you know... Um, the the owner now Amy why well, I can't Amy Adams thank you Amy Adams because Bud was the owner when yeah. I was with the Houston Oilers this is his daughter Amy I mean you want to talk about a corporate statement I don't even understand some of the words in there but basically the meaning was we want to spread the wealth we want to spread the you know the power in this organization and we want to modernize it a little bit and I think they don't feel that was happening with Vrabel. Um, obviously he'll get a job easily. And Pete Carroll kind of hanging on to that on his Wikipedia page. It already has. He's an advisor to Seattle. I think he'd rather be a coach somewhere. But, Dan, this is the amazing thing. you got eight slots open right now. You have a 72-year-old head coach, a 71-year-old head coach. You have Vrabel out there. You have Dan Quinn out there. You have the possibility of Jim Harbaugh out there. Before you even get to the big-time OC, O-coordinators, and D-coordinators like the Ben Johnsons of the world. So it's going to be interesting where owners want to go with these older coaches who have had unbelievable success, or are you skewing younger, given where we are kind of in the league now?
3: This just in from Adam Schefter. Uh, The commanders are hiring the 49ers assistant GM. Adam Peters as their GM. He uh, won Super Bowls while working in New England and Denver. He's been in San Francisco since twenty seventeen. So uh all right. you know, well I mean step
4: but one Dan, I, I, I think that's interesting because is the way of the NFL going that way now to how uh Shanahan coaches, how McDaniel coaches, how uh really Dan Campbell but the old coordinator Ben Johnson where we're seeing a ton of motion and t- ton of movement that seems to be kind of the new way of the NFL and with that movement from San Francisco to Washington you wonder if that's what they want to get maybe even go to a younger coach you know they had that search committee out there that included Bob Myers you know from the Golden State Warriors so I wonder if that's kind of a direction they want to go
3: before I let you go uh give me the reason why Jim Harbaugh would stay at Michigan
4: um, that's a great question. Uh, a bag, a big bag of money. I me- remember, he didn't sign his extension. Uh, so now, I mean, it's going to be whatever he basically, whatever he wants. I-, I guess he would stay for comfort. You know, he's been there, what nine years, three years now in the playoffs, and he'll make, he will make it pretty easily every year now that you're going to 12, even if he doesn't win the conference. So the chance to just be comfortable there, but does he want to accomplish? You know, the, what Pete Carroll did and Barry Switzer did and Jimmy Johnson did national title and Super Bowl. Cause what did he talk about? I can finally sit at the big table at my house with my dad Jack and my, my brother John. Now he can be the head man at the table if he were to win a a national championship (laughs) like he did and then a Super Bowl.
3: What do you think he's going to do?
4: I think he's, I I think he's going to go to the NFL. I think he hired Don Yee, you know, an NFL guy. Um, I I think he's going to make a move. I think he's going to get his choice, which you always look for where's the best quarterback situation, and that's with the Chargers. So I I would think he's going to move on.
3: Great to talk to you. Safe travels. My best to the family. Thank you, Mike.
4: Thanks, Dan. See
3: you. That's Mike Golick, co-host of Gojo and Golick, and he'll be on the call Westwood One Radio. Sunday's wildcard game between the Packers and the Cowboys kickoff at 430 Eastern. Uh, Jeremy in Michigan. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind today?
6: Dan, 62195, long-time listener, fourth-time caller. Two things. First and foremost, Dan, thank you for everything you've done for sports broadcasting. I'm going to miss you after you're gone, man. I'm getting emotional because you've been there all with me for the last 20-some years, even from your ESPN days. Thank you. Second, I'm coming to see you guys in Vegas at the Fountain Blue. And I want to know if it's time the booking radar, and I know it's a football-centered show, if you're going to have any members
3: of the 1990 UNLV Running Rebels <laughs> to come and join you guys. Uh, I'm not sure, Jeremy. That uh, would be awesome. I'm, I'm leaving that up to Fritzy. I don't know who is still in the area that maybe we could have come in, but uh, we look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas at the Fountain Blue. Tickets. I think we have tickets available for um, Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, we're going to see if we can expand. The big German is out there now doing what's called a site survey just to make sure we know how many uh, members of the audience we can have in there. But right now, uh, I think Monday, Thursday, and Friday might be sold out. Yes, he- All I know is that if Stacey Augman can be one of them, I'm all in.
5: Because <laughs> that dude was a boss. He was a phenomenal college basketball Yes, he was. Yes, he
3: was. Yes, Marvin. Let's go, LJ. I'm so. I'm already amped. You want Grandmama, Larry Johnson? Dude, oh, yeah. what? I want Anderson yeah. Hunt in there. What's oh. Anderson Hunt doing? Yeah. There? Anthony? Oh, Anderson Anthony. Hunt
6: was just back on campus recently. He was honored uh, by the Rebels.
3: Okay. My we can Anderson? get him there. All right. All right, let's take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, and why wouldn't you be? Uh, oh, I just saw the Italian beef sandwiches are out. Uh, I just saw Tyler take them off the grill. <sighs> I can smell them. And we got waffle fries for Fritzy. So uh, we'll uh, talk to you during the commercial break on Peacock. And uh, back after this, last call for phone calls, what we learn. What's in store right after this?
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. all in one app with one password. Prime Video, it's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply, Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details. Close-up shop, here
3: we go. Ever since I was a tiny boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a fun week. A lot of storylines. Right, okay, what's the lead on Monday? Not game. What's the lead story on Monday? Todd? Mike
6: Vrabel to the Chargers. Why not? <laughs> why, Put it why, out
3: there. Why do you deliver it? it you know, it's slow. Everyone's got Belichick <laughs> and everyone else going there and horrible. i
6: saying
4: Mike Vrabel to Seton, the Bolt.
3: what's the lead? Not game result. Lead story. Oh. Yeah. I, th- I think that the lead story is going to be a game result. Okay, The Cowboys' early exit. Whoa. Okay. Marvin, what about you? What's the lead on Monday?
2: The Dolphins upset the Chiefs on the road. Oh, okay.
6: Paulie, what's the lead? Oh, man. Jim Harbaugh uh, staying with Michigan. Oh, okay. Staying with Michigan. Okay. Biggest contract in
3: college football history. All right. Yeah, I was wondering about that. What if he stays? Harbaugh. (laughs)
6: Stays in Ann Arbor.
3: No, no, no. No, we're done with that. We're done with that. If it's over? Yeah, we're all done. And horrible. Uh, Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble podcast. Uh, Shay and Irving, Bad Larry, Dylan the Graphics Guy. It's available at danpatrick.com. Shea yesterday still upset about the Des Bryant catch, the Cowboys against the Packers at Lambeau.
7: Nine years ago today, Des caught it.
3: Do you know what that did to my life, Danny? No, I went on a ten day bender after that. It ruined my life, Danny. Was that worse than Jared Cook? No, nah, I was worse than Jared Cook for sure. Mm. Well, Dez, that was a horrible call. A horrible yeah. call. Horrible. He made a football move. He made a
2: f***ing football I know,
3: move. Period. I Full he, stop. That was embarrassing. Made a football embarrassing. move. Embarrassing. And everybody that talked about the Cowboys, they get all these calls. They get all that. Shit. First off, Micah Parsons ain't had a holding call against him in thirty six quarters. A. B. Dez caught the f***ing ball. Leave me the f alone. I might as well check back into rehab today because you got me fired up. <sighs> that's just a sample of the podcast. Just um, Not safe for work, by the way. If you're listening to it, not safe for the, uh, the kids, even the wife. Uh, and uh, then you get Shay's marital advice in there as well. And that's not safe for anybody either. <laughs> I love Marvin. Marvin's in there. He's running the equipment and recording it. And I just look over sometimes and I just go, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life in here with these guys? Yes, Marv.
2: I usually ask that about you. Like, when is this going to be on your, your Wikipedia page? <laughs>
3: oh, It's fun, but thank God it's only once a week. And these guys want to go to Vegas with us. What could go wrong? Shea and Irving going to uh, Las Vegas. This day in sports history, Paulie.
6: 1906, the forward pass was legalized by the Football Rules Committee, the FRC. 1921, Kennesaw Mountain Landis named the first commissioner of baseball. Mm -hmm. Full power. Um, 1946, the Cleveland Rams were granted permission to move to Los Angeles. And in 1999, the 70th home run ball of Mark McGuire was sold at auction for... Anyone want to take a shot? For. $3.5 million. $3 million to an anonymous bidder. Do you think it's worth quite a bit less today or less today? Because of uh, Barry.
3: Quite a a bit less. Mm. Quite a bit. I would think so. We'll check. Yeah. I would think so. Uh, Let's see. Um, Dean Spanos on this date, 2017, announced the Chargers would move from San Diego to Los Angeles. Um 1958 the NCAA adds the 2 point conversion the first change in college football scoring rules since 1912 and Oh this guy on on this date in 2012 broke Wilt Chamberlain's NBA record for most free throw attempts in a game On this date this player had 39 free throw attempts in a game. Marvin? Giannis? No. What year? 2012. You wouldn't... Now, he didn't make a lot of them. He made 21 of 39, if that helps. If you said Dwight Howard, you would oh. be correct. Wow. 21 of 39. 39. Most free throw attempts, breaking Wilt Chamberlain's record. All right, Dwight. Yeah. yeah, Well done. <laughs> no, it wasn't well done. <laughs> All right, Dwight. Yeah. Get your name out there. All right. A little more than half. <laughs> Thank you, Todd, for doing the math there. You got 53.6% uh, <laughs> of something. Um Who will have the most passing yards in wild card weekend games? Most passing yards, according to DraftKings. Todd, will start with you. Matthew Stafford will. Seton O'Connor. Tua, Marvin, Jared Goff, Paulie. Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott Jr. the third, and then Joe Flacco. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. How about that? What year is it we're talking about? Joe Flacco. All right, let's go around the room what we learned on this award-nominated program. Todd, what would you learn today?
6: Florida State still licking their wounds from the college football playoff snub. Just got dinged for name, image, likeness, related infractions. A bad year for the Seminoles.
3: Yes. You go undefeated and you had a bad year. Seedon O'Connor, what did you learn today? We got a Russ Tucker doubleheader
5: this weekend. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah, love it. Let's go. How about you, Marvin? Fritzy's ready for a pool party
3: in Vegas. Let's go. 29 degrees there, by the way. It's 29 degrees in Vegas? I believe this morning it was 29 degrees. Oh, boy. Paulie, what'd you learn?
6: (laughs) I learned that 21 is more than half of 39. Todd, what'd I learn? You creatively wondered what it might be like for Pete Carroll to become the next coach in Carolina.
3: Versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. Vehicles all electric, the feeling all Mercedes choice, all yours. Learn more at com slash EQ. Have a great weekend, everybody. Adam Schefter will join us on Monday.